Boss Moves with Business Acumen is back. Live and direct, y'all. I got to say welcome to our listeners, first of all. And I have to say welcome to the Boss Moves family. What's up, Mo? What's up, Trey? What's happening? What's good? What's good, Charles? What's up, Trey? Calling out, Mo. Man, amazing as usual. Um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of Boss Moves happening. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get right into it. Boss moves happening all around us, but you just can't touch the boss moves that have been made by this e-commerce giant. And today, um, there's a particular article we're going to uh, talk about. Um, it's on. It's in the New York Times on tech. The title is Amazon is so much bricks and mortar. <laughs> it's kind of... <laughs> kind of a funny title. Amazon is. is so much bricks and mortar. Catch it. So if y'all don't mind, I'm just going to read a little bit of this and then we'll get into it. All right? All right. So e-commerce is not a purely online activity. It affects our real world too in both constructive and potentially harmful ways. Many of us think of Amazon as that button we click to make our stuff magically arrive with the, without the fuss of physical stores. Let me change your minds a little bit. Amazon's e-commerce warehouses, package distribution centers, and hubs for back-end computing gear occupy more than 190 million square feet of space in North America at the end of 2019. That's bigger than the footprint of Kroger, Kroger's nearly 2,800 supermarkets. In short, to operate in cyberspace, Amazon needs the brick and mortar equivalent of one of America's largest grocery store chains. This is a fun fact for nerds. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what she said. I'm also mentioning it because I want us to think about e-commerce not as a purely online activity, but one that affects our real world in both constructive and potentially harmful ways. So we're going to stop right there for a minute. And just first off, um, we have a commercial real estate professional within our midst, within our ranks within the Boss Moves family. So Trey, I wanna, I wanna hear your thoughts about this, first of all, being that you are in that space. Right, right, right. This is why I really kind of love this article. Um, you know, residential real estate is a lot different from commercial. We sometimes don't really feel the hits that residential might feel. So right now, really things are still going, especially in areas like Nashville and Atlanta because they are like central hubs and they're pretty much logistics centers. Like, you know, FedEx is, is based in Memphis. So with logistics and, and, and industrial spaces, that's what everybody needs right now. Actually, I just had a industrial warehouse. It was pretty, pretty small. I just listed it last week release. Uh, just, uh, they, they just arrived on it today. So it literally took a week just to, to, to lease out industrial space. So. We're not really feeling the effects of any kind of coronavirus or anything. You know, things are still really kind of going hard, especially with the warehouses. And that's the same. I mean, just to be honest with you, here in D.C., you know, it's, it's just like Atlanta and Nashville. Both residential and commercial actually are doing still pretty well right now. So uh, even during the housing crash of uh, 2015, you know, things are still doing pretty well around here. So. Yeah, it's, it's funny because... I mean, like the article says, we often don't really even think about Amazon's physical footprint. Just because, like, 
I mean, you know, usually those big warehouses for them are in remote areas. I mean, at the beginning, that's how it really was. Now, what I've seen uh, in Nashville, um, in North Carolina, I haven't so much seen this in Atlanta yet, but those warehouses are starting to pop up, like, in not so remote areas. They're starting to pop up in places where... Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, right. man. So I've seen it in Nashville. I've seen it in North Carolina. Um, and I know in many other big cities, it's, there are Amazon warehouses like right around the corner from like, Yes, Yes. Close to your neighborhood. This one right here outside of D.C. in Arlington, Virginia. So they're, they're building it up now. So, yeah, you're right. And think about that logistically. Like, you know, the closer these warehouses are, the faster you're going to get your packages. That's right. And, you know, we're, we're, we're still... In a, in a relatively, you know, low-tech time with regard to um, package delivery. I mean, I guess you could say that. I know the logistics, they're starting to incorporate blockchain with a lot of the logistics that have to do with um, package delivery. But soon, like, they're, they've been testing all this drone technology to deliver packages for a little while, for a couple years. So I wonder how that'll change the space and how that'll change, you know, um, how you know they they lease out space in these neighborhoods? That's true. But if you don't mind, I'm a, I want to I want to read a little bit more of this article here. Um, let me just skip down here. Amazon recently said it planned to increase the space occupied by its e-commerce operation by about fifty percent this year. Walmart, for another comparison, occupies seven hundred million square feet in the United States. Um, that's multiple times Amazon's e-commerce occupancy, but arguably that's the beauty of what Amazon does. They're doing more with less space. You know, a lot of Walmart space is walking around room for, for, uh, for customers, storage space. You know, they got to have the only thing Amazon has to deal with is, you know, their employees that are you know actually in there working and processing. And that's probably in the next 10 years is gonna drop by 50, 60% with you know robotics and everything we've been reading about for the past 10 years. But as it says in the article, there are trade-offs as the footprint of e-commerce grows and expands into more parts of America. Many of us have had the luxury of not thinking about traffic, noise, pollution from these shopping warehouses because you know they're far away from where, where we live. Um, what happens when those warehouses are actually in your neighborhoods next. Our cities and suburbs have not been methodically planned for this likely uptick in package delivery vehicles, e-commerce transportation hubs and warehouses. I've seen that a lot in Atlanta, um, right by the airport where I work. You see at any hour of the day, you'll see 15 Amazon vehicles like at any light around the airport. You know, it's a pretty wow. bustling area. You got Old National Highway, Old Nat L, right over here by, um, by the airport. Wow. And anytime I'm driving down that street, I go that way to go home. There's, I see at least 15 or 20 Amazon, the big high back Amazon vans. I see them everywhere. So I knew just from that, there's a hub. Got to be a hub right around the corner. I don't know exactly where it is, but I know it's really close. But they're always at the lights, you know, taking up all the roads. So... I think we do have to account for that in, you know, in neighborhood and suburb design going forward. I just wonder how it's going to, you know, how it's going to really affect us. Right, right. And, and it's, it's just so interesting how far Amazon has come 
because <clears throat> they must see some kind of future with this retail blended market that they're that they're coming up with um having the brick and mortar and still the online business they, they must have some kind of future idea of what what to do but i mean amazon has come a long way uh, i think the first physical bookstore was in seattle back in 2015 and since then they've been expanding they bought what whole foods uh and that's Absolutely. 460 stores in u.s canada and britain for 13.4 billion so uh you know They've had a mission a from play. the beginning. Yeah, that was a huge play. That was a huge play. Yeah, that was a big you know, play. Really really not only to mention that, but uh, in 2018, they officially opened Amazon Go, which uh, I think we've all heard of the cashless, the cashierless grocery store. So you can just go in. Mm -hmm. There's no cashier. You check out. Yeah. And, and, and that's like the future. That's what they're thinking the future is going to be. So. And, and that's right. Now, these, in these uh, post-COVID times, now you're gonna have it where people, you know, that's that's something you can highlight. Hey, you don't have to interact with, you know, any kind of uh, cashiers or anything else. This is purely you really kind of by yourself, social distance, go in, get your stuff, and you're out. You know, they, I mean, they, they definitely, they really are in the game. They're changing the game. They're changing the game. And I, I guess right. in, in these times, like you said, Trey, COVID times, there are plenty of companies that we've seen that go bankrupt. I think it's about 29 to be exact. So. There's plenty yeah, of open absolutely. business spaces for Amazon to try to go into to create that, you know, that, uh, that physical space for them to operate out of. Right, right, right. I, I, like, I can think off of the top of my head, like 29, I think, you know, J.C. Penney. Uh, Y'all might yep. know a couple of them too. Neiman Marcus, uh, like Pure uh -huh. One, Import, wow. One Imports, yeah. Brooks Brothers, I remember yep. Brooks Brothers. Yep, Lord yeah, and Taylor this week uh, too. Lord and Taylor. Oh, Lord and Taylor. Wow, New York and Company. Yep, Lord is another one too. I did see Lord and Taylor. Yeah, Bush Brothers filed. Uh, yeah, Chapter Eleven. Yeah, so it's it's been a lot of bankruptcies. So Amazon's making a play right now. When things are down, you know, it's time to jump in. Think about it. Those are if you if you all the ones that we've named, they're kind of the dinosaur retailers, you know, from the last 20, 30, 40 years. That right. probably just don't have you know a board of directors that's that's flexible. You know, they probably have hmm. a bunch of, you know, over no, sixty-year-olds, really. right? That, right. You know, aren't aren't adept to making technological moves. You know, and some of right. these companies that are a little bit more forward-thinking, they're they're becoming really flexible, changing the way they do business, and some of them are even like you know, helping their bottom lines because of you know what's going on with coronavirus. So Absolutely. it's going to be really interesting. It's interesting, like when I hear you say those names, I'm thinking that these are like all the the companies of my childhood. Shit, like, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember when these companies came in, they took over places like I'm not sure if y'all remember, like Caster Knots. Oh, <laughs> remember man. that name? Yeah, Caster Knot. <laughs> yeah, Hex. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you call it Hex or Hetchins Hex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that store too. <laughs> so yeah, it, it seems to be like a cycle. You got to be able to change the times, and Amazon's finding a way, kind of blending. They, they're trying to cover all sides of the market with the online and you know brick and mortar. So they, they and, and the thing about it, I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. Oh, you good, bro? You good? But yeah, that, that's it. Say, the thing about it is, uh, you got to realize we're social people, so they are changing the way uh, you know communities are really built. A lot of you know you're having a lot of live, work, play. Uh, communities where you don't even have to travel as far 
though, there's going to retail's not going anywhere. People are social. No. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll stick a mask on and risk. I mean, you see during coronavirus pan- pandemic, deaths all around the world, people still run around breaking the rules, trying to get outside. I mean, that's just, that's right. just, it is what it is. So, you know, retail's not going anywhere. It's going to take a hit right now. Um, now, in that place, industrial's going to come up. Um, but because of like e commerce and things like that, but retail's not going anywhere. And I, honestly, I think uh, commercial real estate is really a, a great play right now. Get things while while the price is hot. I'm actually kind of on a a little you know buy binge with a, with a few investors trying to trying to get these properties while while everything's down. So I think it's a great opportunity for the future. It, de- it definitely is a great opportunity, Trey. I, I I equate everything to like the stock market. There's ups and downs, and right now there's a down in in the in the, in the uh, business uh, commercial real estate play. Right now, it's, right. it's kind of down with these uh, brick and mortar uh, fashion stores, things like that. Right. And Amazon's finding this this opening, and they're just going for it. Um, like I said, they're covering all sides of the market. You know, some consumers like to shop online, some like still going inside. So they're making sure they get all sides of that. And I think I read that um, they're trying to get into fashion. So with that, I mean, you, mm. you pretty much need a brick and mortar. Uh, so people can go in and touch things, yeah. you know, right. hold them up. You know how we hold them up to ourselves and see if it fits, that kind of thing. Right. So Yeah, I'm, right. I don't know. I'm not sure, man. Like, like the new generation, um, there are companies that, that have found so much success with these younger generations in buying straight offline, bro. Forever 21. Um, not Forever 21. What's the other one? What's the other one? Uh, Fashion Nova. That's what I'm trying to say. What about to say? Fashion Nova. <laughs> Forever 21 went bankrupt. I know Forever 21 is brick and mortar, and they went bankrupt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry. See, one one of my other ones from my young times that I would actually walk into and walk right back out. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Fashion Nova, and it's so similar to Fashion Nova, honestly. So it's basically like the same type, cheap materials, cheap um, clothing from China uh, in Forever 21. And coming from Fashion Nova, Fashion Nova actually, I think their whole strategy is to steal the designs of popular clothing and they can get it. They have a turnaround time of about 48 hours. Say somebody famous like like Savage Fenty, like um, uh, Rihanna comes up with, you know, has something on her website. They can have it on Fashion Nova in 48 hours, make a small change to it or sometimes make no change. And they it's marked down like 80%. So a lot of these celebrities have expressed like disgust with Fashion Nova, although a lot of them are pushing it. The ones that have their own lines have expressed their their own lines have expressed disgust with Fashion Nova because they steal their uh their the blueprints for their for their clothing or they just I don't know, they got somebody that can, you know, make that shit sight unseen. Uh-huh. They make it exact and they have it. That's so, it. so Charles, let me ask: Do you think this is a good move for Amazon to do? To get into fashion? No, to get into brick and mortar. Oh, that's the thing. There's no choice, Mo. Okay. You don't have a choice if you're going to increase the efficiency of what you're delivering. Then you're, and even if you're, most of the stuff you have is coming from overseas. You're gonna get it here, so that you can deliver it in a day or two. I mean, they, in Amazon, like I love, them. like I, I buy something, it's here in like two days. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. It'd be that much so, quicker with the brick and mortar. They don't have a choice, and it's always, it hasn't always been that way for them. You know, they were just, uh, 
you know, they were just getting everything from 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 the East, from China. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that's before they started guaranteeing two and three days and having this uh these these guarantees and these these quick ships. Now that that's a thing as of the last three, four, five years, they they don't have a choice. They're gonna have to do that. And it's gonna be more and more. They're just gonna increase. So you do have to think about the fact that in this pandemic, these warehouses, my sister works in them, these warehouses are filled with thousands of employees. She worked like straight through the pandemic. Wow. Wasn't nothing slowing down in Amazon. So how is that affecting our, like affecting the pandemic? Like, would there be a study done to see what kind of, uh, you know, prevention they have in there or what kind of transmission rates are in those stores? Or does Jeff Bezos have too much money to, to let that happen? <laughs> let, you know what I'm saying? To that's let a good the question. truth yeah. come out about something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah that's a good question. I think that's I think that's interesting. I think that this is definitely a bold move by Amazon, and and you just can't get quality. Uh, you can't determine quality through it through a computer screen like you can in person. So, I mean, it's another level. Um, they, they're offsetting costs because shipping. That's that's a cost within itself. Let me see. I think um, in between twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen, the shipping costs doubled to 22 billion for Amazon. So this is gonna offset a lot of shipping costs for them right. and, and help to improve their return process. You can just take it back up to the store and get you, get right. what you need, so. They partner with several companies too. So they partner with some retailers. I don't know if Kohl's is going out of business, but they look like they are. I, that's one Yeah, I think that's I think one of the companies. Right. I think, I think they're right. one of them, but you know, it's ironic because they're one of the companies, one of several companies that accept Amazon returns. Like you'll go in there, yeah. you'll see signs. Oh, we accept Amazon returns. Go right up to their customer service, give it to them, they handle it. Right, so um, that's, that's really interesting thing. That's another um, one. I, one more thing I should mention when you're talking about how you know there's no substitute for actually being able to try something on, hold it up, look at it, uh, making sure the fit is right. Mm -hmm. um, there's no substitute for that experience. However, there is now technology that can ensure fit with your iPhone. There's a measurement and, and fitting technology on iPhones now. Um, it, there's a few companies that they're using to uh, to make sure of a perfect fit. Like, you know, I haven't seen measures okay. your body. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I've seen it. So I, I wonder if they're going to, if they would incorporate something like that. I think Amazon is, is technology forward. So yeah. I think perhaps they might surprise everybody with something like that. It must be around the corner. They don't seem to fall back behind too far on, on technology and, and the latest. Richest man, 100 billion plus, right? That's it. Jeff? Well, without a doubt, we know that, uh, you know, Amazon is a giant in the game. Um, and we just, we had to highlight the boss moves that uh, that, that giant has been making. And, and it seems like they're going to continue to make. I want to remind everybody to check out our very well curated Boss Moves social media pages. So at Boss Moves underscore BMBA on Instagram and at Boss Moves underscore BMBA on Twitter. It's the same, y'all. We're making it easy for you. Okay, so go check us out. <laughs> hey, we got also a lot of great tips on that Instagram. Yeah, definitely check that out. Gems. Very Gems well. Very well curated. Very well curated. Absolutely. Killing it, Mo. That's Mo. We got we got to go and shout it out. <laughs> Mo curates those hard. 
I, I, right. I put my, I, I sprinkle a little bit of my dust in there a little uh, every once in a while. Definitely. But Mo really curates that thing, bro. And check out bmbainvesting.com um, is our other, uh, I, I guess that's also social media, you know, I guess. No, it's an in internet presence, not quite social media. But uh, check us out on there if, you know, you need some tips about taxes, if you got, need some advice about investing. Uh, we don't get financial advice, but, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to talk with you. And uh, if you want to try to partner on something, we're always looking for others making boss moves like we are. Because we are, we are constantly on the search for the next boss move we're going to make. That wraps it up for us today, fellas. Good talk. I love, I love talking about boss moves, and I know y'all do too, man. Definitely, definitely. Give us, give us y'all's feedback. That's, that's what the website's for too. Give us your feedback, bmbainvesting.com. Let us know what y'all think of the show. We know y'all out there listening, so give us some feedback, good or bad. Rate us on podcasts. We're on every platform now. Give us five stars if you're liking it. If you're not liking it, leave a message on our on our BNBA website so we can try to improve. That's what we're here for. We're here for the people. Yes, sir. And with that, Boss Moves is out. Y'all have a good one. Be safe. Peace, peace. Peace. Yeah. Yeah.